Welcome back to the Double Minor Podcast, everybody. Ryan Drury here, my buddy Brock Beyer, out in fucking beautiful Kelowna, BC. Bizey, how are you, bud? Good. Another day in the life, but, uh, you know, living it up out here. Uh, joined by a very special guest today, uh, the Lestal legend himself. Uh, so, yeah, excited to uh, excited to get this going. Holden Lansing, what's going on, buddy? What's up, Bizey? How you doing? Good. So we're going to start it off right off the bat. Uh, there's a lot of questions coming in about you. Um, good ones, obviously. Uh, right off the bat to intrigue our, uh, intrigue our listeners. Uh, can you just give us a little spiel on uh, how the Chiefs ball uh, hockey season is going to go for you guys this year? So, yeah, Chiefs ball, we're having a huge overturn uh, this winter. You know, it's it's been a pretty big off season for us. Uh, we have a lot of stuff that uh, needs to be addressed. Um, you know, our third baseman, Will Calder, there, uh, his job's definitely in jeopardy. But, uh, I mean, you know, everyone's going to have to earn their spot this year. Last year was a little bit unacceptable with how we uh, ended our season. So, I mean, we're looking forward to it. We're going to have big things coming here, man. Dude, I can't, like, every time, <laughs> I, come, every time I come back from, like, playing hockey and, like, Fielstra and Koizy and everyone, and, like, I'm trying to hang out with, like, Cade and the boys and all you guys. And I'm like, hey, you want to do something? And they're like, dude, I can't. Like, I have fucking, I have ball tonight. I'm like, yeah, what are you doing, man? Like, this, it's this thing ball is like, it, it, dude, as soon as the list of little cyclones uh, season ends in Lissy, it's all about the ball. Everything. Oh, yeah. Well, we you golf, you golf in mid afternoon. Oh and, yeah, and yeah. you know, to the ball diamond, you crush a couple pints. You should be getting on the waiting list, man. Oh man, bring out the cleats. I you would make a great catcher. <laughs> no man honestly no one knows this i used to play baseball in stratford um then i quit because i had to i, I wanted to play hockey but i quit but no one knows this swear to god i wasn't a catcher but i caught that game because i wanted to it was my final year of baseball or final game of baseball so i caught i fucking threw two guys out hit a home run triple double and i'll and i'll walk to finish off my uh baseball career so i'm done i'm, I'm hanging up just like that I did hear that you were a good ball player, Bizey, but that sounds like a bit of a far-fetched story there, buddy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no, man. I, I, have, I have pictures. I have pictures. Of pictures. <laughs> what a no, story. Bizey, yeah, we, uh, we have to address the guests a little bit here, okay? Because obviously people around the school will know that this guy is not only a two-time Cherry Cup champion and Sutherland Cup champion, the first one list he ever won. But he's also the all-time fucking points leader in Cyclones history and the single-season scoring record as well. Lanny, holy fuck, man. You've just got everything in the Cyclones book. But, I mean, there were a lot of great guys that kind of came before you when you were a young guy coming in, um, and you had a lot of good leadership around you as well with the program. Oh, What do you kind of remember best about, you know, your early years in Listowel? Yeah, like we had – obviously some great leaders we had a pretty good team my first year in town we obviously unfortunately got swept there by waterloo our first year in town they loaded up at the deadline and and swept us but i mean like you said if you if you would have told me in my first year that i was gonna have you know the year i had last year i probably would have laughed in your face but uh no it, like there's what else can you say like guys like caleb cameron and the list goes on and on of all like the you know, well-respected players that have been around. So, I mean, pretty cool to uh, pretty cool to have some of those records, but impossible without guys like like Herf and uh, Jake Lee, Braden Krieger. You see what he got named to today? Yeah. yeah. I saw that too. Oh, my God. He's going. He's going to go play uh, in the tryout camp for Team Canada West at the U-17s, which is unreal. Just another list of a kid who's – gone on to do great things out of the cyclones program it seems like all the team does is breed winners oh yeah big time it's like, incredible you know, the program's taking such a turn you know. i have yeah. a story Fizy. we were talking the other uh a couple episodes ago with uh with deals about uh how fucking great of a of a guy and a coach brooks he was the other night uh we're there calling the game and uh the cyclones ended up losing unfortunately but I'm down in the coach's room, and obviously Jesse Cole has taken over as head coach. And I'm in there, and who walks in behind me as I'm getting the lineups? Jason fucking Brooks. Oh, yeah. And Brooksy went on a 10-minute meltdown 
about how angry he is that everybody wants Mike Babcock fired and that oh, they want to replace him with Sheldon yeah, Keefe. And like right. the whole fucking night, he was just standing there. Like he leans over to me and he goes, "I shouldn't be here. Yeah, I, I shouldn't be here right now." I know. He's told me that every time I'm at the rink, and he just keeps showing up. The guy can't get him. It's so Okay. Uh, anyway, you got a bunch of questions here. Yeah. So, um, talk about. Let's say on the Jason Brooks thing. Um, when I played Listy with Lenny, um, Brooksy was known to, you know, keep our team very conditioned. And uh, there was a drill at the end of the uh, – Lenny knows what the fuck I'm about to say. There was a drill at the end of the practice we always did. It's called a 45. Oh. You have to do – you have to go to the blue line, back to the red line. You have to do it, – it's stupid, but you have to do it under 40 se- 45 seconds. And everybody on the team, except for me and Hergie, because we were we were goalies, so we got an exception there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but everybody on the team would just die when Lenny was going because he would just plow his way, and Brooksy would just give it to him if he didn't get it. Oh. Do you think right now, if you uh, if you if Brooksy could get a timer and you would go on the red line, do you think you can get a forty-five? Yeah, at the start of the year is my peak conditioning lately because man i i'm not gas you know how it is in list well monday through like saturday you're on the ice pretty well oh yeah tuesday through sunday i guess so you're constantly gas there's no time to recover no no in camp this year i made like the first two or three 45s and that was it but and then i uh i contoured my skates halfway through the year so it was in my head that i could get it and i got it a couple times then but Oh boy. I just don't have it in me, man. Like um, there's times where her, you would almost beat me too. <laughs> I remember practice, like coming near the end and like, honestly getting pissed, wanting to like go home. Yeah, Just get off. Because yeah. It's coming. You know, I hated it. Hated it. Um, so Lenny, like, obviously like, uh, Ryan said, you know, Listy, it, it's, it's turned right around and, you know, I was happy enough to be there for a part of a, a great season I'm getting the cherry, but you've been there since day one, man, like since day one. And, uh, you know, you are like, I, I have goal line goalie training now and I have a lot of clients coming from this one. Your name gets brought up a lot. How like you, you have such a big name in the community. Now you take on a bigger part of, you know, now you're done playing junior and this um, how you impacted the community so much how can you move on still impacting the community? Because, you know, when you go out, everyone knows you. Everyone knows how you are and what you're doing now. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, now, now you have to impact the community a lot more than, you know, just a typical hockey player. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. So, like, my uh, – I had met with the minor, minor hockey president, and we had planned to do – I was going to run skills and power skating development, all that stuff for minor hockey this year. Hold the fuck up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Power skating. Yeah, pa- well, you've seen my stride. <laughs> oh, my God. You've seen, you've seen my stride. Dude, you just put your head down and go at 100 miles an hour, dude. It's perfect. <laughs> it's very it's very esque <laughs> No, no, but seriously, yeah. But no, anyways, so, like, and then I, I've – been talking with some people doing some skill stuff i i do some morning lessons with kids probably once or twice a month i'll get a group of eight to ten kids and go out with them you know run run a few drills through through uh through them and and then like like you said in the community it's a little harder when you don't have the jersey on i mean we used to go to the school like i'm not going to go to a school and read books to kids right so i mean i guess like you said there's a, a way to figure that out but uh I mean, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely trying to utilize all those connections that I've made over the years. Like my job being one of them, obviously I, uh, was afforded a pretty good opportunity at stop. So I'm <clears throat> living with Jay and Janesta. So I'm kind of running with that right now. And I absolutely love it. <clears throat> yeah. Sick gigs. So, well, yeah, oh, yeah. The, the community gives the, being a small community, it gives so much back to you. Like I'd never be able to give back what it has given me, man. So. Well, it's interesting you say that too, because like I actually bought my new car from stop in the summer and that's when I found out you were working there. Hof told me that you were working there and I was like, oh fuck, that's unreal. You guys got to monetize that somehow. You got the Cyclones lead all time point getter. You got to put that on Mm. the sign. Uh, But I I always wondered, like I was talking actually with Brooksy and a couple other people uh, about you uh, recently 
And uh, one of the things we were talking about is, you know, I think that um, you would be well suited eventually in like taking over a team in like a management role. Like someday, just because you have such a, you know, a deep experience with winning, you, you know what a winning culture looks like and you, you were a big part of that. Um, you know, there, there are local teams around here, Junior C, Junior B, what have you, that I think eventually are going to have to start turning to younger guys like yourself and getting involved in a management type of role. And I really think that you'd be suited for something like that. Uh, and, and also I wonder, um, you know, with Brock talking about getting involved with the community, that's great. You're doing stuff with like the minor hockey program and whatnot. I know Aaron Armstrong recently did like a hockey school. Yeah. Is that something you'd consider doing? Absolutely. He, and he, he does his for, I'm not sure. It was a great cause. He raises money, uh, to, uh, I believe it's to help buy school supplies for underprivileged kids. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. I've actually. Jesus Christ. Man, yeah. you guys are making me look like a foolio. Oh yeah, every bit of his I have, I have a, every oh, bit of his Jesus. proceeds, man, go to go to oh, a good cause, you shit guy. Yeah, he's. Oh like, man, he's what are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? My camp over Christmas. I might have to donate money now just because you guys freaking blurted it out there. Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Send <laughs> no, send no. the Salvation no. Army a check. Yeah. So Lenny, go. going on, going on with that. Um, you, we we, uh, we played together, um, and you were always like that one guy that everyone depended on in Listful. I think that's pretty safe to say. This is going to be a big question. I don't know if you can handle it, but what has Listful meant to you? Like in oh, in oh. like like I know I know that's big because like <laughs> your whole junior career was in Listful, and you guys won and you created relationships beyond hockey so what has Lissel meant to you well i mean like <clears throat> it's home now right so f- my jobs and my like my careers in listwell i met ashley in listwell like the list goes on and on the people i've met in town i have no intentions on leaving man like um ashley hates going for groceries with me because it's it's honestly it's like a third, it's honestly not, honestly man it's like stopping to, to talk to like five or six people every single time like she's always <laughs> busting my balls like no you go yourself because it's going to be 30 to 40 minutes easily but, <laughs> but no it's stuff like that like that feels like that's unreal man like um yeah like like you said that's kind of a tough question but i i wouldn't have had her any other way if i could do it all over again i wouldn't change anything i mean it was unreal, except for uh, except for maybe coming to to camp as a sixteen year old. I had heard that Brooksy was going to be uh, the coach, and heard that he was a bit of a hard ass. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Go play junior C. <laughs> <laughs> um, and going going back on that, if you ever coach, if you ever coach a junior team, Lenny, I'm yeah. signing my kid up for that because I know you'd be a beauty of a coach, and if they went on a Saturday night, you are giving them a greener. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> big time i would be i would coach i love brooksy systems i would coach exactly like brooksy little oh. couple things i'd tweak but yeah. uh but like everyone has their own opinion obviously but man i'd love to get into coaching one day like brady's obviously in with the sykes there him and i have chatted quite a bit about potentially one day down the road getting into it um i still enjoy playing myself though like well, i don't I like this. Talk about that um, I yeah. probably, I probably won't ever have the opportunity to, um, but you lace them up with your old man. How cool is that? Oh man. It's, it was unreal. I'm, like when I, I saw that picture, I actually got chills. I'm like, okay, that is, that's freaking cool, man. It's not, it's unbelievable. Like that, like the guy was biking like 20 K going for 10 K jogs all summer. Like he's in, he's ripped right now. And, uh, Holy shit. And like I was I wasn't expecting much. Like he was an unreal player back in his day, obviously, but I've I wasn't expecting a ton. But like he is the perfect fourth line guy. Like brings so <laughs> much brings so much jam to our lineup. And like it, like he gets the odd shift with like Hayden Broomhead and I. Like we uh is there Hayden Broomhead's there? Man, so we have Hayden Broomhead. We have Brady Whiffen, who graduated from RPI fuck. last year. Uh We've Craig Del Rumpel, who was the captain of Ohio State two years ago. Like, yeah, yeah, I saw that he played in yeah. BCHL. 
Yeah, man, he played. Uh, and he, yeah, it was like two or three years ago. He's the captain of Ohio State, man. Now this is this is the Huron East Centenaires, correct? Yeah, that, that you that you're playing for yeah. in the WOAA. So it's I, honestly it's the be- like one of the best. Like, I guess it's like a glorified beer league in a way, but really it's not, man. There's so many. Fun there's things. a lot of high. Uh, yeah, I I don't. Yeah, like I mean, people often look at it that way, but I mean. You know, there are a lot of skilled players that just come home that played at high levels, like you said, that want to keep playing. And yeah. the WOAA is a great fucking place to do that. Yeah, man. like, oh, I, well, I'm trying to play beer league right now, but I like, I want to kill someone out there every time I go on the ice. I have guys think <laughs> asshole. Beer I, league is I literally like, like, Oh, like, I like I stick someone in the chest the other week at our in Kurtzville, Bizey. Thursday night. Thursday Kurtzville. night Nines League, a guy like slashed me across the chest and I speared him right in the chest. <laughs> oh my god! And it's just it's every game though. Like guys just don't know how to control their sticks out there. It drives me nuts. Beer league is so brutal. I I quit playing because yeah, like I find like older guys are worse. Oh yeah, because they like, they only they only have one gear. Like they, that's how they grew up. They're, like they're gritty. They are so such heroes, and it's like, dude, I just came to like wheel around, maybe score, and have a beer after. Yeah. Like, what <laughs> are you doing? I'm not gonna fight a 35 year old construction worker. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Did you guys ever see that video? It went viral. Did you guys ever see that video last year when the goalie in beer league, the goalie took the player stick? Put it through the net and then smashed it over yes, the. That I, was okay. incredible, <laughs> dude. So we come back from I think it was Merritt, and these fucking guys are playing uh, on our rink. So we leave. I'm like, fuck. It's like fucking twelve o'clock at night. I'm gassed. I'm going home to play Fort. And I check my phone in the morning. And dude, that was at that was the the people that was playing the night before. That was at our barn, man. <laughs> and I'm That's like, that's Fuck. I know, man. It was crazy. And, Jers, we, we talked about this with uh, Deals uh, when we had him on about uh, Butchie kind of being an arsehole on the ice. I've never met a bigger dick on the ice than Holden Lansing. Yeah, true. Okay, but, true. But, I'm so but, but, but he's the nicest guy off the ice. Oh. But, like, dude, like, <laughs> I'd be, like, in the net. Like, we're up, like, 2-1 fucking – I'm I'm focused, ready to make an next save, and Holden's just giving the guy the gears, and I'm like dying laughing. <laughs> I I love that you brought that up because I wanted to dig into that with you. Now, last year I think it was uh, during just before the playoff run, we had you on MWO Sports, our show over at CKNX, and we were talking with you, and I and I mentioned to you, I know you're a big Red Wings fan, and when they come on, we'll throw that fucking game on. Yeah, next. we got the game better. And, and I compared you to uh, a legendary Red Wing, Thomas Holmstrom. Just a guy that would drive people insane in the front of the crease. Nasty stick. Yeah, I do the, remember that. The whole, the whole bit. I was talking with Brooksy. And uh, when I saw him at the rink on Friday, and he was like, yeah, so I see Holden's going to come on your podcast. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it looks that way. And he was like, I've never seen a guy's leg collapse like Holden Lansing. Cause he cause and he what he meant was you would draw penalties oh, of yeah. the softest oh my God. of all time. And like he meant it as a compliment. He was like, I've coached a lot of good players in my life, Ryan. Uh, you know, I coached in the OHL. I've never seen a skilled player collapse his legs like Holden Lansing. <laughs> so <laughs> funny you say that. We're playing Clinton the other night and they're like, they've won the league the last four years. They're nasty. They have yeah. Merce and Vano. And uh, I'm going for a change. And this guy, he... He had a D1 scholarship. I'm not sure the whole story, but anyways, he's he's a thick customer. And uh, I'm going for a change, like standing straight up, you know, and I get slashed in the back of the, the legs. It's on it's on video. And like I just dropped like a pile of bricks. <laughs> and, I, and it was honestly not like the hardest slash. It doesn't look like much on the video, but the guy put a healthy amount into it. Like kind of like rolled around a little bit, hopped up, went to the room. Like, I don't know. It was probably like 10, 15 seconds. And uh, he got, the guy got a five. So I'm icing it in the room. Oh my and God. And then on the paper, <laughs> on the paper, I come out and scored at the end of it. You oh. bastard. Oh. So like, oh. and Vandal wouldn't talk to me the rest of the game. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny, man. I, yeah. Which I remember, is fair enough, but it was, yeah, like it was just unnecessary. Like, one I remember in particular, like 
fresh in my mind when I knew you were coming on the Southern year when you guys beat Waterloo in seven and that fucking series will go down as one of the best ever in junior B that series oh, yeah. was had everything. That it was, was so nasty. Um, I think it was game six uh, in Waterloo. You guys had to win. You were down three, two and you had to force game seven. Yeah. And uh, late in the game tied it to, you took a cross check from their captain, Alex Chimino, who's a really good kid. Uh, I like Alex a lot. And I'm pretty sure he's in the NCAA this year, I think. Um, really good kid. And he gave you a little cross check, and you fell down, and got, and they got a power play. And I think Caleb Warren scored. And you guys, you guys won 3-2. Uh, Do you remember that, that bank shot? That, that, I wasn't in that game, actually, because I got conked. You remember that? Right, yeah. I got knocked out. You got knocked out in yeah. game three or four. Yeah, yeah. So it was so one of the diving or what? Did you dive that hard that you concussed yourself? No. <laughs> we'll touch on we'll touch on that in a minute. No, it was one of the earlier games then, because I remember specifically, yeah. and it was in Waterloo, might have been game three then. You fell down and he was so mad after the game because I went down. We always go down and talk to the coaches pre and post game. So we were making our way down to Todd Hoffman's office, and Chimino looks at me and goes, that motherfucker, he got me again. It was so funny. He wasn't even like mad. Like he was just like son of a bitch. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> I thought I had some good battles over the years. Easy. When I, when uh, I, I think it was last. Did you guys play Waterloo last year in the playoffs? Yeah, in yeah. the final. Yeah, in the, in right, the right. So when I, when we lost and Dealsha lost, we came back and we went to the game. I think it was me, Deals, Kurt, and I think uh will or bill yeah well i don't know or cooper i think it was cooper we went to the game and um i remember i was just sitting there with deals and kurt and them and uh you went down for a penalty and fucking like went down like a ton of bricks you absolutely just washed it and you get up and you're smiling yeah <laughs> we, we all looked at each other and we started dying you scored that night too and he jumped yeah. in the crowd oh fuck man i wanted to be on the ice so bad man oh yeah man like you scored every night that year it seemed though <laughs> like holy fuck yeah we brexit just Let's like, the, the, played Let's us so about. much like what's that last year dude yeah. mvp of the like how good is that to top off your junior career yeah, it was pretty good. Obviously, that's, another, it's perfect. Doesn't compare to like another trophy. Would have been nice to win the cherry, but it was it was pretty sweet though. Like I wasn't expecting it. Justin Kyle had like 120 points. Yeah, I mean, but they played Buffalo yeah, you get, a lot. Like, they, they get the eight point nights in Buffalo. I'm not. So. Ta- I'm not <laughs> taking anything away from Justin's season. Another good no, kid, no, absolutely. But, but like he had a couple seven pointers against Buffalo. Yeah, like yeah. if you guys played Buffalo, you had eight or nine. Like oh for sure, Buffalo. They're a joke. But another um, thing about Listville is you don't get any, like honestly you don't get phantoms. Like I no. remember, remember going like guys would go to war with Normie Bizey. In the, oh, yeah. Like you'd have to bring out the video for him to give you an apple. Oh, I know, That's, man. Yeah. I remember Normie. I I remember Normie from practice because the guy would be more involved, literally physically more involved in the drills than he would be t- like teaching us, coaching us. So they call well, they call Brady Norm out there because he's always oh, jumping in on the drills. Yes. <laughs> I've heard about this. <laughs> I could oh, definitely man. see that. That's too funny. I remember another funny night. Last year, uh, during the playoffs, I think it was the first round. You guys, who'd you play in the first round last year? Brampton? Yeah, Brampton. We went Brampton, Kitchener, and then Waterloo. You guys had a a practice, and uh, I was at Walmart here in town, and I bumped in uh, to Jesse. And I'm looking, and I'm like, it's like 830. I'm like, don't you guys have a practice right now? He's like... Yeah, I just had to grab some stuff, and he's got a cart full of, like, supplies and two new whiteboards. And I'm like, you guys don't have whiteboards at the rink? And he's like, ah, someone may or may not have broken them. Oh, I can't even tell you how many whiteboards we went through. (laughs) We had Brooksy on the show the week after, and I brought that up to him, and he gave me the old John Ferguson Jr. no comment. (laughs) I I can't confirm or deny. It was so fucking funny. Of course, Brooksy smashed them. Like... He, like, outside of goofing on you for fucking falling down and shit and taking and drawing penalties, you drew a lot of penalties. Um, 
you're a very skilled player, like especially down low in front of the net. And when you guys got power plays with that list tool team, even last year with that big top line with Kriegs and Herf and Herf himself, a, a legendary oh. cyclone. Oh, yeah, the absolutely. fastest guy I've ever seen in the Most GOJHL. Games. Most games played. Games yeah. played leader as well. Yeah. I believe he's also the plus minus leader. Yeah. Um, Got to pump his tires a bit. We're going to get him on the fucking show. Um, You were all like when you guys got power plays automatic. Yeah. You guys would score all the time. Like, how much did you guys work on that? Like, you had – you and Herf in particular had, like, a Sedin thing going on. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I played that bumper spot. So, I mean, if – we would always work it to try to get Herf to have, a, like, a wide open – like, a, a one-timer. And then if that didn't work, I'd do that play where I went behind the net and and fed it back out to Kriegs. That seemed to be – like, I couldn't figure out how teams couldn't pick up on that. But – um it was more so like confidence and swagger. We knew like when, when his arm went up, our line just hopped over the boards. Like it, I, I found that was a big difference maker too, is just say we need to score here. And like you said, more often than not, we, we were able to find the back of the net. So yeah, I, our power play was lethal last year. The year before it was even more lethal too with Merce. He, Nasty. Like, and we talked about him with deals too. Like, what a fucking weapon that guy was. Oh, he was the best player. He should have won Junior B Player of the Year. He got he was on pace for 50 talks. And he was he gross got hurt, but, that year. Yeah, he's he's probably one of the best. Well, is the best player I've ever played with. He was nasty. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You put far. him right at the top, Yeah, eh? for sure. I remember when he first came back. He first came back, dude. And, like, first practice with him, dude, he would, v- like, zing pucks right by me. And I'd be like, holy shit. This guy oh, yeah. is elite. Yeah, he was playing. He was just stuck in the wrong role in Flint. Like, he played against everyone's top lines, trying to shut down Connor. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't utilize his skill set properly no, at all. No. And, and and I feel bad for him only in a sense, OHL-wise, that he wasn't part of the Flint squad now. Yeah. Because yeah. he was there, remember, when, like, all that turmoil was going on with the oh, fucking yeah, the owner. Jerseys. What a moron. Yeah. and. The guy was trying to get his son 30 minutes a night and shit. Like, you know, now Flint is, you know, doing really well. And and I think Merce would fit in there. But, like, you know, great for you guys. Oh, yeah. Because, fuck, when he joined the team and on on that power play, he'd play almost in that Ovi spot. Yeah. And he would just unleash one-timers. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to see the puck. Like, he's – we wouldn't have won without him. He was nasty. He was a really, really good player. Yeah. Bizey, what else do you got? I got something. So, um, Lenny, <clears throat> when you guys won the Southie, it was a turnaround for the Sykes. I mean, you guys did lose a lot of OAs and uh, guys leaving for, you know, like deals left, Maxi left. Um, and you guys still turned around and had an unreal year last year. But um, as your last year of junior, um, how did you – because you needed to go into like a real, real, real leadership role because you guys had a lot of young guys coming in. Um, so did your mindset really change uh, from, you know, the Southy year? And, you know, like if you if you were to, you know, not show off for a night in the Southy year, that'd be okay because you got, you know, you got Vano, oh, Merce. Yeah. Easy, like the list. Was- exactly, exactly. But when you, you know, last year you got you couldn't really take a night off because – I don't know. I don't know. Like, how many points did you, Kriegs, and Herf have? Like, it was retarded. Uh, yeah, like, Kriegs had, I want to say, 89. Or, I think he had 89. And Herf had 88. Herf had 88. You had 111. I th- I think, yeah. Like, it was... It was up to so you. Up to 300. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys, you couldn't take a night off. So, like, did your leadership role change a lot last year? Oh, like, Herf and I, in my opinion, and... Like the coaching staffs, we complimented each other well. Herf's Mr. Like he, I've never seen Herf have a bad game really in his life. The guy's so consistent. And then I was kind of the voice in the room, I would say. Like, I, not that I didn't try to bring it every night, but definitely was more vocal in the room trying to, you know, how the systems are in list. Well, like, mm-hmm. if you don't, if you can't learn systems, then like you won't last. So mm-hmm. basically trying to drive that home with some of the guys. And then, like you said, Herf, or like I said, Herf, just going out and doing it every night. I feel like it was the perfect storm. And then Krieg's just coming in and he had a vet presence to him. Like he played with a lot of swagger and, and it showed obviously with 90 points. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Now he's tearing it up in the AJ right now oh, with, man. with Lazy. Yeah. Like I remember schools would call last year and be like, ah, can he like 
big schools, Bemidji came to watch him practice. Like, oh, can he do it Jesus. without? Can he do it without Lance Aiken Herford? And every time, it's like, do you not have players that are better than Lance Aiken Herford? <laughs> 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 well, and if not, then do your you school's want, doing do, something do, like yeah. Or do you want the three of them? Like, and you, we literally say that to them. Like, come on, the kid's nasty. Yeah, he's so good. Really good so, skater, and oh, like yeah. he acquitted himself so well as a rookie. And I'm not surprised he's having a, a mountain of success uh, playing with Lee with the Brooks Bandits, who of course won the Junior A title last year. They are an, a unit, and they they could fucking repeat. They are oh, on yeah. a heater this year. Yeah. They won 21 straight fucking games. Yeah, if you look at their holy fuck, like, if you look at their league, there's like four teams with. Four less losses. Like that's I'm, outrageous. Yeah, it's nuts. But the AJHL is a really good league. Oh yeah, but yeah, Kriegs probably has the best hockey top three hockey IQs I've ever played with. The guy can really. See oh yeah, wow, he was nasty. I remember, kind of- like, I was just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know he went to the AJ. So I was chilling in bed one night and I see Brooks pop up on my Twitter and it said Brennan Krieger wins in an OT. So I'm like, holy shit, maybe that's a kid from Listy. I watch a video. Fucking guy goes blue line to like yeah. The Did you see that? Net. And short side bunk man with like no all. room. Oh. And I'm like, holy so shit, this kid. Yeah, he's definitely gonna commit this year, no question. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, yes. Yeah, school would be crazy. They're like, I, I don't even know if Brooks has lost yet. Yeah, they lost. They've lost one I think or two. I think they've got two regulation losses and an OT loss. I, I need. We need. We. I could definitely see this, but we need to confirm this with Koizy when we have him on. But um, my buddy on my team, Jake Harrison, he played in the RBC and Brooks was there. And he told me that all the teams there were dressed in suits. Um, I think it was the year Wellington Dukes went to the RBC. Okay. And do you, Lenny, do you remember that D-man? Uh, I th- I didn't play. I think you played against him because I was playing a Mitchie. Big D-man wore that fishbowl because he was going to the OJ next year. I can't remember his name. Oh, oh shit. Allen something? Maybe it was Allen? Anyways, doesn't matter. Yeah, but, not anything about uh, So um, my buddy went to the RBC, and uh, he, he said everyone was in suits. And Brooks got off the bus in like these slick red tracksuits, and they just looked they looked like they had the biggest swag ever. And they wear the bandana, man. Yeah, dude. See to that? the RBC, yeah, so national cool. championship, and they're wearing tracksuits like so sick. Like Kale McCarr in their playoff run, he was getting interviewed by TSN or something, and he's wearing a a bandana like. Because that was their that's their thing. Like I guess I'm not quite sure what it all means, but I remember Lee yeah. me like it's just it, it looks ridiculous, but it's also like you said, it's just so like cocky. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> Lenny, um, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. So uh, a lot of kids can't say this, but you grew up in here in Perth. You played, you know, Lakers all the way up, and then you stuck around in here in Perth with the Listville Cyclones, obviously. How was it growing up, you know, at home? Like, your family can literally come watch you on a Friday night and listen. Like, how was it not, not you know, having to leave? And maybe, maybe you know, you would. But, um, you know, how nice was it to have your family presence, you know, there, you know, every week watching? Because, right, like, for me, family's huge. And I, I would love to, you know, what or tell my family you know come out here and watch me but um i obviously can't right now but um for 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 you like how nice was that it must have been so nice yeah i'd have like 10 to 15 family members at every game it was unreal like um and then like you said playing here on perth you're fairly local there too as well you play with guys like i find all the guys in here on perth similar personalities too right like yeah i know as you get like guys are a little different as you get into the city or whatever it's just i i really enjoyed growing up with like other farm farm kids and you know you click, yeah, you, it, you click better with them and whatever but. and you guys you guys had a pretty uh you guys I, still have a, like you're here on per team is like pretty oh, like looking yeah. back at you got mids in the a nasher's on a d1 yeah you just won uh mvp 100 some odd points and uh who else am i missing 
We had like we had Jack Waringa, who was a fourth rounder that year. Right, he, he, right, he had a pretty right. good junior B career. Um, like Junger played B. We had, we had a good solid junior uh, minor midget team. I feel like here on Perth, so underrated too, man. As far as the draft goes, they really. Yeah. Are. yeah, I agree. Like, and and I think that they're really starting to get a lot more notice now. Yeah, I mean yeah. the programs talked about way way more even around OHL ranks. I feel uh, a lot more scouts attend the games, uh, which is uh, definitely a positive, and you had an impact on that. Lanny, speaking of uh, off what Brock said about being able to like stay at home, play in the area, have your family around. I remember the Sutherland run, and obviously when the Cyclones hit playoffs, we at the station we pick up every game. We're on the road with you guys the entire way through. Yeah. And uh, your mom and and a couple other people from your family emailed us a couple times saying we love listening. Like, oh yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. Um. And and you guys like I you know it's. That's the the thing for me that's always been the dream. I knew I wasn't going to be a hockey player. I wasn't good enough, but um, I wanted to be a broadcaster. And, like, covering your team that year is, no matter what I end up doing, is going to be a highlight of my life. Oh. Um, and and you and, and Herf and Caleb Warren and Blake, all the guys on the team that year, were so good with us and with me. Because I would come down and bug one of you guys every fucking intermission. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, constantly. <laughs> and you guys were so great to deal with. Um, but, yeah, bouncing kind of off what Brock said about leaving. Like, you had an uh, interest uh, a number of different times from the Erie Otters. Yeah, yeah. And and I, you actually went to one of their camps uh, at um, one point, right? I, dra- I was drafted by them yes. in the 12th round. And then went to three other camps, actually. Yeah, and, yeah. And the... Actually, the second one, it kind of it came down to me and another guy who pl- ended up playing junior B against me the last couple of years, and he got the shot. But like honestly, like it, I wouldn't have went the third year. I thought I was going there expecting to make the team. Right. It obviously worked out for the best. We ended up, you know, we won our first Cherry Cup that year. So it is what it is. But got to play like the list of players I got to be on the ice with, like Connor McDavid, Dylan Strom. What were those guys like? Debrinket, uh, Dermont. Actually, Debrinket and I uh, were the first. The first day, we were both like brand new there. Like rookies. right, we and uh, we were kind of like you know you always kind of latch on to someone. So him and I were hanging out for most of the day. Nice. He got on the ice, ripped it up, uh, played with McDavid, signed, and I didn't hear from him again. But super nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just signed a yeah. big ticket in the Windy City. Oh, yeah. How are you? Yeah, like. Yeah, but uh, no, they're all pretty good guys, obviously. Um, there's certain, there's make... certain ones that, like, obviously make everyone feel welcome. That's something yeah. I've always tried to do because I know it's going in to make any team, it's always a little bit nerve-wracking. So, I mean, I've always made a, an effort to, you know, say hi to everyone. There's a big wings goal. Nice. Fucking A. But, yeah, no, there's no there's no worse feeling than going in there and, and feeling like you don't belong, right? So Yeah, it, um, like, do you, would you have stayed if you made it? Like, if oh, you made it that year, would you have stayed? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that's tough too, right? Like, it, it, Erie's one of those interesting outposts where you know not only are you moving away from home, you got to go to the fucking states. Yeah, it's yeah. a you know a whole different dynamic. But um, yeah, no, I would have loved loved to have played in the OHL, obviously. But you know, it's a, a lot of it's luck too. It depends where you get drafted. Of course, obviously, like <clears throat> they were terrible. I think two years ago, like, and then before the McDavid era, they were junk. Too, they were so. really bad. So, I mean, like, yeah. it, it, it's just timing, but I mean, it, it is, is what, what it is. is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't complain. I had a so, heck of a junior. Uh, career. You did. Len, yeah, you did. Lenny, I'm going, uh, <laughs> kind of keeping on that OHL camp. So when I got drafted to Windsor, I got a call. Fuck. I got a call, uh, from Dilshra before I got a call from Warren Reichel. And I'm like, fuck, this guy like yeah, I'm dealing with locked in on that computer. No, but but he goes, buys. I'm like, what deals? He goes, I'm, I'll see you in Windsor. Because Dealstrip came to the Windsor camp with me. He got an invite. Um really? so yeah, yeah. He got an invite uh to Windsor. So yeah, yeah. So my first year, uh, me and Deals were literally like there together. And uh <laughs> so I we're we're playing the scrimmage. It's like our last night because we both got cut that that uh, that that night, and we went back to Listy. But that scrimmage night, um, you kind of like you kind of want to stay out of like the big names uh, way, and like you don't want to cause oh, too yeah. much shit. And I remember I'm in the net, 
and Dealstra is lining up to take a face off, and then he, I don't know, wins or whatever, goes down on four check and just hammers Mikhail Sergachev. Like just no hammers oh. the guy. That's and they started fuck, they started like slashing each other. And I'm in my net, I'm like, dude, you are legit about to fight Mikhail Sergachev. I was playing like let's say we were team white and McDavid was on team red. And near the end of the game, one of the guys on my team, and I was kind of looking to throw, like, fight the entire camp to, you know, prove Send myself. a message. A guy on my team, high sticks, McDavid, Holy he's fuck. leaking. So I'm like, is this my chance? Like, do I fight my left winger here and like, <laughs> <laughs> make an impression? Or <laughs> No, yeah, that's, that's hilarious, man. But like you said, you're just trying to stay out of the way of... Yeah. You want to make an impression, but you don't want to steamroll Mikhail Sergachev. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Should that's hilarious. Fuck. Dude, what are you doing? I'm fucking fighting you, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's so it's unacceptable funny. what you did. Oh, that's so funny. That's funny. Lanny, I want to ask you about, obviously, the, the Sutherland Cup win. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys, I, I remember so vividly 2017, you guys win the cherry. Uh, which was a big step for the club. It had been a long time since the team had won 20, uh, 2006. Um, and you guys were gassed. Like, you oh, guys yeah. were – your team was so fucking beat up. Keaton Willis couldn't lift his shoulder. Yeah. Like, Coyle had an ankle problem. You were beat up. You had, like, a wrist problem, yeah, I think, everyone, or everyone was banged up. Everybody we, we Realistically, like, if we were healthy and, you know, our heads were maybe a little bit more in it, we would have won two studies, like – Elmira ended up winning it that year. Yeah, right? they so, got in as the wild card. And they beat they beat Caledonia. They rode Jonathan Reinhardt. He oh, was yeah. fucking nuts that yeah. year. He was. Yeah, I wonder uh, how many times he pushed off the post. Yeah, <laughs> so he was bitter. famous for that. Hey, Bizey, did that goal go in in uh, in game three? Remember that in Listy. No, in Listy. Oh, dude. No, I blurred out. We talk about this all the time. I blurred out. I don't even know, man. But that was honestly tough. That was that that was probably, man, the greatest moment of my like whole entire life. And oh, we didn't yeah. even win a championship that we, night. But like I, just... I, I remember grabbing that well, it saved us. Like we were down two nothing and that, that was game three to, to send it like back to Elmira up yeah, there. Like, we were down two one. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was, anyway, sorry, continue. I didn't mean that. I think there. it was in. I, I remember grabbing <laughs> the hill and turning it up. Everyone screamed. My head was buried, obviously. I couldn't believe what just happened. And Lee Merce and I went in on a three-on-one, and Lee fans on the shot and goes five-hole. Yeah. And, oh, they were losing their minds, man. We, uh, I remember oh, yeah. that too, because like we were on the, bro- we were live on the air, and we were like, "Is it, it? like we didn't know what yeah, to do? Yeah. Like we we're in the radio, but we don't have like replay cameras yeah. and shit, so we have no other angle other than what we're seeing, and like we were convinced it was in, but that's um, how it always works, though. Like, yeah, you, you, someone. Thinks they score, you all stop and celebrate. The other team grabs the puck, goes up and scores. Like exactly, we were down two nothing to Shelburne and scored. Ref didn't see it go in, waved it off. We're all celebrating the corner, and and they came down to make it three nothing. Like that's fucking it yeah. Oh, it was brutal. We it were blowing so up. Yeah. Oh god. It's quite the league. But yeah. But yeah, the, <laughs> I remember you guys were so banged up, and when you guys lost to London at home in Game Six, everybody came off the ice. You guys were just in tears, really upset. And I remember that night, I don't know that it was that big of a proclamation because you guys were already so good. So I can't take a ton of credit for this. But that night, I swear to God, and you can ask Brooksy this when you see him. I looked at him when he came out to do his uh, presser with me. And I was like, you guys are winning the Sully next year. A thousand percent. And he was like, I think so. Yeah, I think we can do it. Oh, that yeah. was moments after you lost to London. I was like, they're winning the Sully. And I have it on record. In August that year, on our fucking show at CKNX, I said you guys would win the double. I have the tape. I'll play it for anybody who doesn't believe me. I have it. Um, that night, you guys sweep Caledonia, who are you know a really well-established junior B powerhouse. Oh yeah. All, you know everybody knows what their program's <laughs> about, and you guys fucking manhandled them. Yeah, like you manhandled. And them. that goes out to obviously Brooksy. Like he, we just they couldn't. Their coach didn't know how to play a system. Like. It was the first he had seen something like that where, like, we completely dismantled them, like you said. Their whole team, like, <clears throat> flew around the ice trying to, like, Pavel Datsuk everybody. I know, it was, yeah. There was no semblance of, like, 
pass or a four check. There was nothing. No, no. And you guys just completely and broke guys, them down. Yeah, guys got – Caleb got insanely hot. I think he scored like four or five goals in those four games. He had eight points in the last four games. Yeah, Ryder was he on was fire. He was nasty. Like we were – yeah. We were just rolling at that point once we got over that Waterloo hump. I think we made quick work of Elmira. Five games. Four, yeah, five games. Or no, you swept them. We might have swept them. I think them, you swept and then them. Six with London. Six with London, who are always good. They're probably going to oh, yeah. win it again this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but take me back to that night, game four. I remember talking about this with Deals. Uh, I've never heard an arena so fucking loud in my life when Blake put it in the empty net from his goal oh, line. Oh, wild. And it was just over. It was 4 nothing, I think, at that point. And, like, there was maybe 15 seconds left. And yeah. You guys oh. had a mini party in the corner. Yeah. What was that? What was that like, man? That whole night, undescribable. Like it's, it's something that you know, obviously you have to live. Like the arena was jammed. I think we'd sold out the night before. Um, Yeah, it's tough to put into words any championship, but like looking back on it, it was so huge for the organization and the town. Like, um, pretty okay way to christen a new rink too. Oh yeah, exactly, man. We won won a cherry in the old one, won a cherry and a and a subby in the new one. But uh, it was honestly like just all that hard work and, you know, sweat and blood and a lot of tears. Like it all kind of became worth it in that moment. It was pretty special, obviously. It was a classic hockey success story. I was so happy to even just be a part of it. Oh, yeah. With the microphone. I, I was almost in tears with you guys on the ice. It was just so, because, you know, like as the broadcasters, I don't mean to sound cheesy or anything, but like we developed a great relationship with you guys. Oh, for sure. I mean, you're you're not playing in the league anymore. You're sitting here in my apartment. We're recording this podcast with our buddy Bizey. And, you know, like it. it's special for us too to, to watch you guys succeed. Oh, absolutely. It was so for special. Sure, man. Bizey, this guy's got to go to practice soon, so I know you got a couple more. Why don't you wheel him off here? I want to ask, like, Deals kind of brought this up. Um, when you guys lost uh, to Waterloo, you guys had to win in game six, but, like, you guys never stopped. You know, you were like, okay, we'll just win it in six. Okay, we'll just win it in seven. Like, you guys never doubted yourselves ever. And how was the dressing room like? Like, how were the guys did – the guy, did you guys ever get worried or scared during that run? No, it was kind of like that. I don't know if you remember what the room was like against Elmira when we won the Cherry that year when we were down two. It was like yeah. that we, we had just outplayed them for, for like 120 minutes, and it wasn't even close. Their goalie mm-hmm. stood on his head. It was that same type of belief, like there's no way that we're, we're not winning this. I Like I said, I watched games five, six, seven. Hardest thing I've ever had to do. But, uh, yeah, there was never any doubt, to be honest with you, man. Like – obviously it came pretty close with Beaker scoring that big uh, goal in game seven to send us to the... He'll never forget that one. Oh, no, ever. No, but, yeah. Uh, Steve I remember, I remember just yeah. being, like, in Listy, uh, the first Cherry Cup year, like, my year, um, I remember him just being an AP man, and now he probably scored one of the biggest goals in Listful Cyclones it, franchise. It man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. It's a no, million percent. It's, fu- it's funny. We often text each other. Like, Caleb Warren texts me this week saying... Uh, remember when we won a Saudi? Like it's always just stuff like that. Guys will randomly send that video that Barb and you put together, right? In, yeah, in our group. Like it's just it's not, we'll always be bonded together. Obviously, the guys. That was a lot of fun. Guys still regularly chat in our our group chats and stuff. You'll be like, doing that when you're fifty. Oh, for sure, man. Which like, is it's so it's special. constantly like everyone comes home for Christmas. Quite a, there's a good group of us that get together every time and you know have a couple beers and go out and catch up on old times, but. Uh, it's like we... That's the shit. Yeah, exactly. Pick up right where we left off. I do so. want to ask you quickly, because uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it, on your injury that year. And and you had a couple of head injuries. Yeah. That one in particular, I'll never forget. Uh, I'll be honest, I, I was almost getting emotional on the air. Like, I, I thought you were in big trouble. Oh, yeah. My, well, my girlfriend... you were down on the ice, man. Uh, we, like, Steve Saver and I, because, like, that whole time, we only have so many commercials yeah. set in the broadcast. So we played a couple, but then like we had to talk that whole seemed like twenty odd minutes yeah, before man. they stretched you off the ice, and like we ha- we were lost. Like, yeah, yeah, I was really really worried about you. Like, what was going through all that? Like, I think so. I last I remember was I spun to fire the puck at the net and wiped out into the corner, and then I just remember waking up with Berkey's. His, he had like my head in his hands and he was right over top of me saying like, you're all right, you're fine. You're going to be okay. This and that. 
Um, and could I looked, you feel anything or like? Yeah, yeah, I could kind of feel. I could feel everything, but I was obviously super stunned. Been yeah. knocked out for a few minutes, and then uh, I remember kind of get getting into the ambulance and. It had to stop. I couldn't deal with the neck brace. It had to pull over like five or six times. You're not allowed to drive if yeah, if you don't have it on. In. Like, and I would rip it off. So it took us forever to get to the hospital. And then uh, you, you're just scared to move your Which neck. Which is only like five blocks away. Yeah, it, it, honestly, it took <laughs> us so long, man. I, I kept having a panic attack, ripping it off. They're so uncomfortable. Oh, it's brutal. To be in. Yeah, like, but no, I... I like Ashley made it from London to Listle in like 35 minutes that night because she was listening. Fuck. She was listening to you guys on the broadcast, and it was like, he's unconscious. He, oh my god, like, <laughs> I feel bad now because no, like, no, we, but that's what was going on. Like she was like, oh my god, what is like, what's we going were on? like apoplectic on the air. Like, well, we, but yeah, what do you say? We right? couldn't even describe it. It yeah. was like, oh my god, I just want this to end for the kid. Like, yeah, yeah, it was awful. But like you, health wise now, like you feel pretty good. Yeah. Like, I, I like last year towards the end of it, I my melon was hurting quite a bit. There was yeah. times where I wanted to just mail it in and like not mail it in, but in the playoffs, it was just taking a toll. That was part of the decision to stop playing every day too. Like yeah, couldn't keep couldn't keep doing that. Well, you could ne- opinion, you could never so. tell from our vantage point. Yeah, you could yeah, never but, tell. But uh, yeah, I mean, I get headaches and shit at night too. So yeah. I decided to hang them up for the most part. I play the senior; it's still competitive enough and. You know, there's still some grit to the the league, so it keeps it competitive, That's which great, I enjoy. Buddy. But yeah, yeah. Well, we're glad you're feeling better and everything too. Yeah, yeah. Like Thanks, that you're man. Doing well. Bizey, let's wrap this up. Fire off a couple more here. So, um, we uh, we we um, we usually have a friends weekend um, at my cottage. Some of the guys know about it. <laughs> Holding um, spike, spike ball, ball. Champion. champion. Jury, I'm telling you. So there's, I'm not going to name off. They know who they are. And I'm at my cottage with uh, these guys. And it was Blair, um, Kate, Kurt, Mitch, and Holden. And I honestly swear to God, I honestly swear to God, I thought it would have to put up a fucking WWE rink in my backyard. (laughs) These guys were so, fuck. I didn't say anything. No, 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 no. Between was... me and Cade, you could have cut the tension with a knife, man. Like, oh remember because Fiddy and, I, Fiddy and I won, and I gave it a little woo. Yeah, and, uh, and a subtle and fist Cade bump. Like, it, it was, and Cade had a meltdown. Yeah, you can win with fucking class. You can talk to me. He's like, you can win with fucking class, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, fucking right, boys. Like, yeah, oh, fun. man, that was hilarious. Oh, dude. That's so funny. Yeah, no, Lots. but uh, yeah, it might not have been exactly that, but he, yeah, he not good. happy. That's fucking so fun. Fun. oh, that was so awkward by the. <laughs> it was. We're all. It was just us, whatever, sitting, and we didn't say a word because it was. <laughs> and me and Mitch are looking at each other, just dying laughing. Butchie's in the corner, dying laughing. Yeah, that's funny. no, but uh, we uh, we appreciate you coming on here tonight, fella. I know you have a, a busy schedule, and uh, you know a lot of a lot of listeners wanted you so uh thank you for coming on we really appreciate it oh that's awesome you guys are doing this thanks for having me appreciate it fellas keep crushing it absolutely bud uh all right man i is there anything else you want to touch on real quick or oh i'm good i'm good all right man awesome there you have it man holden we really appreciate you stopping by yeah this is great appreciate you having me on cheers fellas awesome buddy what a pleasure to have Listo Legend Holden Lansink on the Double Minor podcast. Bizey, I mean, like you said during that interview, just an absolute motherfucker to play against on the ice, but just the nicest kid off of eh? Yeah, he's a, he's a great kid. Uh, he's one of my, you know, good friends. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a real good guy uh, to everyone in the community. And he's a great friend to all his friends. And, uh, you know, he... Uh, He's one of uh, one of a kind, that's for sure. And uh, everyone who's been impacted by him in, in uh, their life, uh, will uh, will remember it for sure. But no, uh, great kid. Uh, happy to have him on. Million percent. He's he's become a good friend of mine as well. Uh, it was a pleasure to cover him as a broadcaster in a professional sense, and now it's great to be able to hang out with him and have him on our podcast here. Uh, and, and I, I see him around town quite often. So it's uh, it's pretty cool how much he cares about, 
about the community still, which is great. Dude, lots to touch on in the NHL. I know you have some thoughts. Uh, why, don't you, uh, why don't you start us off? Yeah, we'll start off with the Caps. Uh, Brennan Leipzig last night uh, laid a massive hit. Did that goal end up counting last night? Yeah, it did. Stephenson's goal counted. And, uh, yeah, yeah, obviously, Leipzig fucking crushed a guy. I think that was Derek Grant that he hit. And um, a fucking line ball ensued. I know, I know. And he ended up... spitting on Gabranson, but um, it wasn't him. Leipzig didn't spit on him. That was Garnet Hathaway. Oh Hathaway. Anyways, yeah, that the fourth line they have is pretty electric, but uh I thought it was what jammed you, by them. What did you think of that whole thing? Because like Leipzig lays a clean hit and then good Branson and Grant and the other Ducks defender there who I can't remember who that was all started assaulting Leipzig. And so Hathaway, naturally, this is what we signed him for, goes in there and starts chucking knucks. Him and Goodbrand, well, he was actually, um, Hathaway was tied up with Grant, and Goodbranson was like the third guy in, and then Nick Ritchie came steaming in as well. And then the referees kind of get in between Hathaway and Goodbranson, and Goodbranson fucking suckers him like a gutless puke. And uh, Hathaway, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. He, he spat on him, and I was happy with him that he owned up to it after the game and said, I made a mistake, I regret it, it's a shitty thing to do, um, and, and didn't try and play it off. Uh, he just straight up said, yeah, I made a mistake. Uh, you know, I, I thought both acts were a little extreme. Like, good Branson, that's his game. He can barely play in the league anymore. He's a pylon. Uh, he's a wannabe tough guy. I'm, I'm not going to say that he's not tough. Of course he is, but that's basically all he brings to a rink now. And I thought his comments last night were fucking gutless too. And he was going off about how, obviously he's upset he got spit on. Any of us would be. And and what Garnet Hathaway did was fucking stupid. At the time of recording, we haven't seen if the league's going to suspend him. And if they do, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But Good Branson's quote after the game was like, oh, it was gutless and all this. And then he says, I have no problem with guys competing and fighting and whatnot and, and playing hard. But uh, spitting on a guy, that's about as low as you can go. Like, oh, really? Like, coming from the guy that fucking suckered a guy when he wasn't looking when the refs were standing there? Like, I just thought, oh, you fucking plug. It's a wonder why you've been traded a thousand times, you fucking idiot. But, uh, no, what Garnet did was stupid. And, uh, I mean, the game was great, though. Really entertaining game. And, yeah, like you said, electric fourth line. I love Leipzig. He has just been in great. He's, he's becoming a folk hero in Washington. It's pretty unreal. Yeah, yeah. Um talking about your caps i want to throw a stat at you uh we had a conversation about holpe uh and how they went with the rookie instead of him that one night and uh in toronto yeah yeah ever since uh around that time he has in his last 11 starts the guy is 10 0 and 1 how are you with a 920 save percentage and like a 2.46 goals against it's pretty good. The gross. guy's a beast. The guy's a beast. And he's one of my favorite goaltenders in the NHL. Has been, always will be. Um, one thing I do want to touch on my uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, let's, <laughs> I, uh, let's talk about it, buddy. You know, you know I, I, watched, um, I watched Mike Babcock's interview the other day. Uh, yeah. I think it was last night about him betting on himself. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, he does have a really good resume. Yeah, but one thing, one thing I'm I'm curious about is that he's an old school he he's an old school coach. Um, I think that's pretty safe to say. And with such a young core, um, do you think they have good chemistry? I know that there's been some beef with him and Matthews, and um, more playing time for Matthews and stuff like that. But I saw a video of him giving it to Johnny T, and I'm like, dude, just like the guy's been in the NHL for over, you know seven eight years now he knows what he's doing but i just i just think that maybe the chemistry is not there i mean he's an old school coach you got a young very young group of players and maybe you, do you think you know it worked out in washington when they made a, a coaching change still um you know they could have fall, fell off the rails when uh bobby left bruce brudro um 
Yeah, Boosie Boudreaux, yeah. But um, Yeah, but um, it didn't. And, um, you know, do you think a coaching change would help him? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's that's the big mystery in Toronto right now. I really don't know. Like, here here's the obvious thing. And, oh, fuck, we got a line brawl in the fucking Sens-Detroit game. What is with the line brawls lately? Holy fuck. Unreal. No, uh, that's the thing, right? The obvious thing to state, you know, the old cliche, it's easier to fire one guy than trade 20, right? So, I mean, if anything major does change, it's either going to come in the form of a trade for a pretty significant piece uh, or the coach is going to get fired because that's the easiest thing to do. Um, I really don't know if a coaching change is going to do this group any good. That's the mystery here, right? Because obviously Sheldon Keefe sitting there in the wings in the AHL, him and Kyle Dubas go way back. Kyle has shown a uh, propensity, if you will, to stick with guys that he trusts and that he knows. Um, But all that success in junior A and in the Sioux, Will that translate to the NHL? I don't know. Won a Calder Cup. He, Sheldon Keefe's obviously a very good coach, and a ton of teams called Toronto to ask permission and uh, to hire him, and Toronto said no. So obviously they see value in this guy. Sure, he would bring a different outlook and try some different things, but um, I don't know if a coaching change is just going to outright fix the lineup problems that this team has. A new coach is not going to make the backup goaltender better. Um, a new coach isn't going to give them more cap space to improve what is once again a terrible defense core. Tyson Barry is invisible, and he's costing himself money every single day. He needs a new contract this summer. Um, I don't know why Babcock won't just try and throw him up on the top power play unit like he was in Colorado and give this guy a spark. Um, he consistently keeps playing CC with Riley, even though it doesn't work clearly. Um, and, and Babs is very stubborn. We've talked about this the other night in Pittsburgh, when they came out for the third, they're getting thundered five, nothing. And he didn't shake up the lines at all. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That's like standard practice. Like he Babs gets himself in trouble by being just completely stuck to his guns. And that's all. And I don't know if that's intentional, but that's what he shows. And, um, Again, if this keeps up, they're 9-9-4. Nine, nine, and four. If this keeps up, they're going to have almost no choice but to change the coach because it's the easiest thing for them to do. Um, and I don't know that Sheldon Keefe or whoever else they intend on bringing in is going to make enough of a difference with the lineup that they have. Some blame is going to fall on Kyle Dubas for the big contracts that he signed. Um, and, like, you know, you bring up my caps and everything like that, man. The Capitals fucking shuffled through a bunch of coaches before Barry Trotz came in and got it right. And and for my money right now, Barry Trotz is the best coach in the world. And he's proving it with the Islanders. But, you know, we went through a decade of pain and shittiness to get there. And there were fucking like five or six coaches before Trotzy. And all of them had different ideas and all of them had different systems and it didn't work. Sometimes it's just a timing thing. Right coach, right roster. Um, I don't know if a new coach is going to just launch the Leafs onto a new trajectory of winning. But if this keeps up pretty soon, that's going to be their only fucking option, eh? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I couldn't agree more. There's, uh, you know, there's a lot of... And I, I, um, I saw a lot on social media how... The players are saying there's stuff going on in the locker room too. There's not, they're not really gelling that well. And it all starts in the locker room. It always starts in the locker room. If I have learned something from my years of playing hockey, everything starts in the locker room. You win in the locker room, you lose in the locker room, but you win in the locker room, then you win outside of the locker room and uh, stuff's not going right for the Leafs and something needs to change. Um, you know, maybe they go on a little run here and, you know, now they play with some confidence, but um they do need some players to step up and they need some, uh, you know, some mentors to step up, coaches to step up and uh, we'll see what happens. I agree, man. It's all in the room. And and I think that the distraction of the whole Marner thing this summer was a big deal. I think the whole fiasco with Nylander last year was a big deal. You got to wonder if some of the guys in the room are maybe still a little sour about that. Um, 
you know, the team is under a lot of heat right now. And like William Nylander posted today on Instagram that he was out golfing, living it up in Las Vegas. I'm sure that doesn't play very well with some people. Again, I don't care. He's a pro. Go do what you need to do to be loose and, and, and do your thing. But I'm sure with a lot of the fans, I know it's not playing well on Instagram with a lot of people. Um, and yeah, like John Tavares confirmed in an interview today that, they had a, a leadership core meeting, uh, a players only meeting where they discussed a number of team related issues is what he said. So fuck, uh, it's a mess. And, and again, it can't all be put on the feet of Mike Babcock, but that's unfortunately the way it goes in this, uh, in this thing we call sports, the coach is easier to get rid of than 20 players. So I don't yeah, know. About you're damn right. Well, that was a great pod today. Uh, Holden was a great guest and we really appreciate him coming on. Uh, I got to go catch a Leafs game now, but uh, yeah, great, great episode again today. Absolutely, buddy. Remember, you can find this episode on CastBox and all the best podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts and Google Play. We're on Twitter at DoubleMinerPod. Give us a follow. We post links to all the episodes there, as well as on our Facebook page and our Instagram account, which is at DoubleMiner with two R's at the end. My buddy Brock Beyer out in West Kelowna running that IG account. Give us a fucking follow. We really appreciate all the positive support we've gotten so far, and uh, we appreciate you guys listening to the Double Miner podcast.